At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home, the place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. and final hour together here on this first football Friday of the 2023 NFL season live on the early line on sports grid all around the sports grid network sports grid radio here as well I am Ben Stevens he is Donnie Wrightside. DRS throughout this offseason we have waited for this day we have waited for the first football Friday in the first full Sunday slate of the National Football League regular season because in just 48 hours DRS you will wake up the countdown to red zone will be on you will have 14 NFL football games on your Sunday as week number one of the year is already underway. It got started last night. The season debut inside Arrowhead Stadium at the home of the defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. But DRS, it was the Lions pulling off the upset over the Chiefs, winning 21 to 20 outright as a three and a half point underdog. It's a football Friday DRS. The NFL season now underway. Fantastic. Just to see it live last night and have all that, you know, fun back in your life of wager on games, watching the superstars, watching the atmosphere and just saying, you know what? Let's have a great season overall. And last night was a great start because we might see a lot of shakeups this year in the NFL. The Chiefs have already moved back by a dollar in the Super Bowl prices. Six to one entering the season now plus 700. Patrick Mahomes also backed by a buck. Seven to one in the NFL MVP odds as well. Joe Burrow and Josh Allen now co-favorites at six to one. A welcome to our Sports Grid Radio audience here. Hour number three of a football Friday on the early line. He's Donnie Wrightside. I am Ben Stevens. You are listening on Sirius XM. Channel 159 and all of our other radio terrestrial affiliates are now in the mix as well. DRS, the season is here. And as the night kicked off and the 2023 campaign in the National Football League got started, Joe Burrow also got paid, taking some eyeballs away for just a matter of moments. A record-setting deal for Joey B, a quarterback in two of his three NFL seasons that has led the Bengals to two consecutive AFC championships, two consecutive AFC North titles, and of course, two years ago, Donnie, a Super Bowl appearance in Super Bowl 56. A five-year deal, $275 million, guaranteed more than 219 mil 55 million dollars DRS in annual average salary it makes Joe Burrow the highest paid player in the history of the NFL worth every penny here it's one of those things where you take a look at and most people say oh man you got to pay your quarterback that much money like no you draft a guy in the NFL draft hoping you can be half as good as what Joe Burrow has given you here both on the field and off the field and what you expect out of him in the future it's a perfect marriage with him and the Bengals here they should have paid him they got it done before the season so there's no more worries about do I rush back for my injury do I take care of myself instead of taking care of my money that's all said and done they'll be there this weekend the Battle of Ohio great move by the Bengals to make sure that Burrow did and go into the season without that extension that he deserved. 
And as the timeline condenses, DRS, and the first NFL Sunday of the year is just two days away, it puts that pressure cooker on to get this deal done. We saw record-setting deals for young quarterbacks around the NFL pretty much each and every month throughout this offseason, one after the other, after the other, after the other. In fact, I'm referencing four. First, it was Jalen Hurts, DRS, and the reigning NFC title winners, the Philadelphia Eagles, giving Hurts a deal worth $51 million. At the time, the highest paid player in the history of the National Football League. Only a few days after that, on the night of the first round of the 2023 NFL Draft, Lamar Jackson gets his contract extension with with Baltimore a 52 million dollar deal per year that the highest at the moment and then as training camp began in Southern California the Chargers make Justin Herbert the highest paid NFL player in history the 52 and a half million dollar per year man only for Joe Burrow to eclipse all three of those previous QBs I mentioned 55 million dollars per year so DRS all four of those young quarterbacks and young stars have been paid who has the best year it was the fade the public poll and they very tightly contested F TP as we got things going on this football Friday. Jalen Hurts has some of the vote because DRS got the Philadelphia crowd yeah. involved. He has the most percentage points at this moment, but Justin Herbert not far behind. Joe Burrow only a tad under 25%. Even Lamar Jackson, DRS, the least amount of votes right now, but still more than 21%. So, Donnie, the public, not all that certain have who those best four quarterbacks are going to be and who has the best NFL season in 2023. No, but it's a fantastic question. That's why we posed it here and you have those four quarterbacks where yeah. I don't think you can go wrong Good in point. either way. If you just break it down, just simplicity here. Jalen Hurts was possibly the MVP last year. Maybe he's going to win it again this year and he's paid. Justin Herbert, we're expecting him to take that big leap. You also saw the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes take a loss yesterday. He's got all the weapons he needs to succeed. You take a look at Lamar Jackson, previous MVP of the NFL. He probably has his best version of the offense that we're going to see for Lamar Jackson. More of an up-tempo passing attack, more wide receivers here, a healthy running rec room, and also a healthy Lamar Jackson entering into the season. And then Joe Burrow, who just got paid. Are you going to doubt Joe Burrow this year with Mixon back in the back to that elite wide receiving core? The sky is the limit for all four of these guys. I don't think you can go wrong either way. And also, that just goes to show how even this poll is after a couple hundred votes where everybody's in that 20th percentile. Yeah. Fantastic stuff here for great quarterbacks looking for great seasons in 2023. After the slight struggle last night for Mahomes, not really his fault, maybe because Kadarius Toney forgot to stick him on his gloves or Sky Moore forgot he caught a touchdown in Super Bowl 57. Mahomes only 226 passing yards last night. He moves back by a dollar in the MVP race, now plus 700. Joe Burrow is one of those co-favorites alongside Josh Allen, a 6 to one number justin herbert the fourth best price nine to one jalen hurts at 12 to one the fifth best price and lamar jackson is part of a group drs alongside four other quarterbacks aaron Rodgers, trevor lawrence to a tongue and dak prescott all five of those guys at 16 to one the only difference among that group of four drs lamar jackson's already won an nfl mvp mm -hmm. award yeah, so when you've taken a look at a guy that's been there, done that before, can handle it here, it certainly would be Lamar Jackson. Hey, look, it's a major reason why I took 18-1 on the Baltimore Ravens to win a Super Bowl, not because I think Lamar Jackson's going to have an okay year. I'm looking for the sky is the limit out of Lamar Jackson. We'll see if that pertains. If he's healthy all 17 games, watch out. Could even be a 1,000-yard rushing for a quarterback here as well. He has the single-season record for rushing yards by a quarterback. He did that in his 2019 MVP-winning season, more than 1,200 yards on the ground. He's had more than 750 in the last two years, and he only played 12 games each of the past two seasons. The Ravens have the biggest spread in their favor, a double-digit favorite, 10 points against the Houston Texans to open up the season. It wouldn't be a football Friday without Mike Lewis. We break down the NFL slate next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home. The place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's a football Friday live right here on the early line on Sports Grid. I am Ben Stevens. You saw them very briefly. Donnie Wrightside is here as well, and we are both alongside Mike. Blew it. You can catch him on In Game Live on Sunday afternoons, 4 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time, right in that perfect slot as the early window of games ends and the afternoon slate begins. Mike will be alongside Joe Ranieri. That's a pretty talented tandem, if I do say so myself. Mike Blew it. Thank you for joining us here on the early line on this first football Friday of the NFL season. Yeah, fired up. New show for me, new window. So excited to maybe finally have somebody on the West Coast figure out who I am because I was on a little bit too early in the morning. But uh, obviously big games and a big window for us to cover. We'll dive deep into those games and, and recap some of the action that happened at 1 o'clock. Uh, obviously, we'll recap a little bit of what, what happened last night right here. So let's start with the recap of the season opener last night in Arrowhead between the Chiefs and the Lions. Blue, there's a lot of ways to look at this football game. Detroit goes on the road, wins outright as a three-and-a-half-point underdog, 21-20, to 20, backing up the hype and the expectation with a result and a statement at the home of the reigning Super Bowl champions. If you want to take KC's side of things, they lost by one. Kadarius Tony can't catch. It led to a pick six for Detroit. They didn't have Travis Kelsey. They didn't have Chris Jones. Blew it with all of that put into one after the opening game of this 2023 National Football League regular season. What is your main takeaway from last night in Arrowhead? Well, a lot of people will be focusing on Kelsey and Jones that you can't extract that from this game. They have a huge impact on the game each week and losing a game by one at home. Clearly, they could have used that talent and many more will focus on Kadarius Tony and the huge mistakes that he made. But you can't eliminate the fact that Marvin Jones fumbled inside the 15 yard line that cost the Lions a field goal. I thought Andy Reid actually made some mistakes, too. I, I was surprised at fourth and four when they had been aggressive at times. Fourth and four, they punted the ball away. Now, they ended up getting it back. But the bottom line, guys, is the Chiefs had the ball three times in the fourth quarter and scored three points. That's just not really Chiefs football. I thought, I thought the most crucial play of the game, to me, was Mahomes runs for nine yards on first down they have a second and one this is later in the game and they try and end around to tony he loses a yard a short pass to mckinnon incomplete and they kick a field goal i really thought that in that moment the chiefs might be aggressive and go for it on fourth they had a three-point lead it was only 17 14. i thought they could have been more aggressive there and frankly, if Travis Kelsey is on the field, they would have been more aggressive. They get the first down there and potentially put the game away. I thought that's where the game turned and really brought the Lions back into it. And they end up scoring the winning touchdown. Yeah, football back in our lives yesterday, Mike. It just felt good to watch. But by the way, we didn't have a lot of weaponry there out there for Kansas City, particularly on offense, as we saw. But my goodness, like Patrick Mahomes, even though his wide receivers were dropping balls left and right, the ability to scramble, extend time, and make plays was fascinating. Let me ask you this quick question here. Your takeaway from last night, is it more like, oh, yeah, Detroit is on the come, or is it Kansas City, oh, no, maybe they're taking a step back? I, I do not want to put 
too much into the results of the one game. I think it is very obvious to the three of us, though, that people continue to expect Mahomes to overcome any obstacle that he has. He's missing his best offensive and defensive player. They lost the game by one to a probable playoff team. I do think the Lions have more talent on this roster than they've had in a while. I think one of the largest coaching moves of this offseason, and it's Sean Payton and Kellen Moore and several other names that he could throw out there, a huge key for the Lions that Ben Johnson didn't go anywhere. They highlighted it in the broadcast last night, but Ben Johnson has found a way for Jared Goff to be really good at times, and they used two backs last night. David Montgomery looked awesome at times. And they found a way. This offensive line has been built painstakingly, and it is paying off. Mm-hmm. Were they perfect? No, but they ran the ball effectively against a Chris Jonesless Chiefs defense. I think that's a really good point, Blue. You want to highlight what Detroit did. Yes, there was the absence of Travis Kelsey. Yes, Chris Jones was not out there on the defensive front for Kansas City. Yes, Kadarius Tony literally gift-wrapped you opportunities, but you have to take advantage. And in years past, in decades past, Detroit... This Lions organization would not have done that, but this is a new version. Detroit is a front runner. Detroit is a favorite to win its own division. Now, by the way, even money plus 100 as the favorites in the NFC North. 45 cents shaped off that price from before yesterday's game got underway. And Detroit take $2 off their price to win a conference title as well. Now 6-1 to blue in the NFC, tied for the third best spot alongside Dallas. You highlighted the run game. David Montgomery, who knows NFC North football, coming over from Chicago. 74 rushing yards yesterday for Detroit. Also finding the end zone. We didn't see Jameer Gibbs as much as we thought we might, Blue, but still 42 yards on the ground. Showed that athleticism. Had 18 receiving as well. When you think about this offense, Blue, Jared Goff, 253 yesterday. Amon Ross St. Brown, six grabs, 71 yards and a touchdown. Are you expecting to see that out of the Lions all year long the fifth best scoring offense in the National Football League just a season ago I think the good part about this offense is they do have some versatility they have Ragnow and Taylor Decker and Panay Sewell and Vitae and Jonah Jackson that is a huge group and a talented offensive line to give Jared Goff time. If there's one thing that we did learn about Jared Goff is that okay he's not going to ascend into the elite quarterback discussion but if you're giving a player like him that much time to throw the ball he's going to be effective you have Amon Ross St. Brown out there they have Sam Laporta is a rookie is a young tight end that they can eventually have in the mix you mentioned Ben that we didn't see as much Jameer Gibbs as we thought we might but we will we'll see plenty more of him throughout the year I just think they have a shocking amount of talent for what we typically see on some of these moribund Lions teams. This is this is a team to be reckoned with. I'm not putting them in the Super Bowl or in the conference championship game yet, but they really do have a lot to bank on. This defense is going to have to try to keep up. They made some key plays last night. A year ago, the defensive backfield for the Lions was a disaster, and if they can improve there, I think we'll see them win more games than they did a year ago and they got pretty darn close to the playoffs just last year and it was because of a second half run they've utilized that momentum to have a massive win on the road in week one by the way quick question on this topic here once was seen as a throw-in in the Matthew Stafford trade which is Jared Goff do you think Detroit Mike has found their franchise guy like is this the guy they're going to sign to a long-term deal and work it out and that's what it should be I could see I think they have found their quarterback for now. When I, long-term is always a tricky discussion because, look, we have 14 new starting quarterbacks in 2023 in week one, so there is a lot of turnover at the position. If the Lions ever found themselves in another position in a year or two where they can pick highly in the draft and they find an elite talent, then maybe they make a change. But, but there's been discussion of giving Jared Goff an extension, and you could see maybe the Jimmy Garoppolo team-friendly type of extension for Goff where he's not getting paid top of the market, maybe in that Derek Carr range where he could be around for three years as they, they make some hay here. 
So when you look at Jared Goff, 253 last night, Amon Ross St. Brown, six grabs, 71 yards. Amon Ross St. Brown targeted 146 times a season ago. That was top 10 in the NFL. David Montgomery, a huge new acquisition for that offense. The same for Jameer Gibbs. The Chiefs on the other side. Not much in terms of a ground game. Isaiah Pacheco, only 23 yards under that prop of 51 and a hook. But we move past Thursday to the first full Sunday slate of the year. We preview it all up next here on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home, the place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. This is why you come here. This is why you watch the early line. This is why we are pumped. It is a football Friday on TEL. It is time to run through a couple of the marquee matchups as a part of this full Sunday slate for the first time in the 2023 National Football League season. He is DRS. Mike Blewett here as well for a second straight segment. And I am Ben Stevens. Blue, let's dive right in because we want to hit on a ton. Over your right shoulder, you will see the terror Town and the Pittsburgh Steelers open up the season on Sunday at Acrisure Stadium against the San Francisco 49ers. Just a two and a half point number, less than that key number of three in favor of the Niners, but blew it a ton of focus on that total. The over under only 41 in a hook. Both defenses for the Steelers and the Niners expected to be top tier this year blue will it be low scoring in the steel city on sunday afternoon i think obviously everybody's excited that kenny pickett and the steelers offense had such an incredible preseason scoring and getting off the field as quickly as possible as a steelers fan i understand that that was just preseason they're not getting the same looks they're going to get during the regular season and they're certainly not going to get many looks as tough as this one uh, the newly enriched Nick Bosa on the field for this one for the Niners. And I would say that this number has always felt about right to me, that the Steelers are about a field goal underdog. Uh, the Niners are obviously have big aspirations. The Steelers are going to be battling for an AFC North title, but these two defenses are going to get after it. The Steelers had a terrible beginning of the season last year as T.J. Watt missed seven games. Minka Fitzpatrick was out. Once those guys get back on the field, they started winning some of those low-scoring games as the offense tried to get their feet back under it. The Steelers have addressed the tackle deficiencies that they have a year ago. I expect Najee Harris and perhaps Jalen Warren to be more efficient in the run game. Look, when it comes to the total, the seven unders in the last 10 Pittsburgh openers, eight unders in the last 10 San Francisco openers, I think they do have a little bit of a knockdown drag out kind of game the Steelers at home as an underdog 17 6 and 4 in those last 27 games so I think this is one of those hold your nose a little bit on taking the points but I don't expect a lot of points to be scored so in those lower scoring games you're more likely to take the points and that's what I'll do here 
It's an awesome game. One of my favorite games of the weekend by far yeah. here because it is going to be a Me tale too. of two defenses, which ones are going to rise to the yeah. occasion. But also, are there any question marks here? Forget about the Pittsburgh side of it, San Francisco side. Brock Purdy, who we saw last year for roughly two months, played very, very good football. That he gets injured against the Philadelphia Eagles, doesn't have an offseason here. Now we're expecting that he's just supposed to come back and throw three interceptions, excuse me, three touchdowns a game, no interceptions, and that offense moves. Are there any chances this year that we see regression out of Brock Purdy? Or do we have to remember he was the last guy taken in the draft? Did we really think he was going to be Tom Brady right off the bat? I think totally fair questions. There is an element of surprise that they have gone all in with Brock Purdy, right? Sam Darnold, the backup. We hope we don't see him and Purdy's successful. But I think that is surprising that they so willingly dismissed their initial plans in lieu of Brock Purdy taking over a quarterback. I think we've learned a little bit that this Shanahan system works very well, no matter who is under center. I expect it to continue to work well. But, yeah, I think there's an enormous amount of pressure on Brock Purdy and an unusual amount of ease with which people are just saying, well, the Niners will be back in the NFC Championship game because everything runs smoothly in San Francisco. Not really. I mean, Brock Purdy's got a lot of pressure on him in order to produce in the same way that he did a year ago. A lot of credit is given to Kyle Shanahan in terms of his offensive schemes and how he designs the X's and O's, but it was Kyle Shanahan who was so invested in Trey Lance taking his offense to a place we have never seen that now Trey Lance is the backup in Dallas. He has proven me wrong before. He is an offensive genius, and the Niners have so much talent everywhere else on the field, not knocking Brock Purdy, but just a talented roster up and down when you look position by position and they have made it to three of the last four NFC championship games but I have some questions entering this year I kind of lean Steelers getting two and a half points at home on Sunday elsewhere blue we go to the twin cities the Vikings and the Bucks a new era of course in Tampa Bay it is no longer Tom Brady Baker Mayfield will make the start Minnesota was a six and a half point favorite in this game the line has worked slightly slightly to the Buccaneers side of things now only five and a half between Tampa and Minnesota and on Sunday afternoon blue do you think this game is more competitive and the line movement is actually working in the right way I don't think this game is going to be particularly competitive I think this is a tough assignment for the Bucks now I mentioned there's 14 new starting quarterbacks this weekend in week one. The NFC South, all four starting quarterbacks are new. It's the first time any division has had that dynamic occur since 2002. So a lot of turnover in that division. I think it's why we've seen some curious odds within that division. And many people have dismissed the Bucks before the other teams. They're just a couple of years removed from an NFL title. I would say that the Bucks failed to cover in six of their last seven, and the Vikings at home in September, 12-3 and three against the spread in their last 15. So they're good early. I think we all know that Kirk Cousins has some issues in those primetime highlighted games. This is not one of those. I think Minnesota's just far more talented than the Bucks. I think Baker and company are going to have to take some time in order to really fire on all cylinders. They could be. I, I think it's hard to dismiss the teams in the NFC South from, uh, I I think it's premature to declare any of them dead in the water only because I think the teams are far too close in talent to dismiss any of the four. But I think the Bucs are going to take some time to get on the same page. So I the Vikings here laying nearly a touchdown. By the way, Ben, looking at this game overall, too, the interesting part about that, 46 is what the total opened up here at the FanDuel Sportsbook. Now down to 45 and a half. I love these two quarterbacks to get after because, number one, Baker Mayfield, big throws and big turnovers. That's fantastic yeah. for a total. The same thing with Kirk Cousins and also as a double down. That offensive line is really good for the Minnesota Vikings. So even though no Dalvin Cook, no Adam Thielen, you still got Justin Jefferson out on the outside there. And also, as I said, that's no slouch of a wide receiving core down in Tampa either. I actually think this game is going to go over the total, Ben. So one of those games where you might not be looking at as the top of your card, don't be surprised if both these teams approach the 20s and you get a really good look at that 45 and a half. 
A great point, DRS. Minnesota, the highest over percentage in the National Football League last year. 12 of their 18 games in total. Over the only team with 60 or more percent of their games hitting the over. Elsewhere, Blue, one of those other NFC South teams with a new quarterback. The Derek Carr era begins in the Big Easy on Sunday. The Saints host the Titans. It's that flat number of three. A key number, Blue, it, as we reintroduce people to NFL football, just how key will the number of three be in the big easy on Sunday well I think the storyline for me in this is yes it's a little bit of a difficult game to handicap but you have Tannehill back in the mix for the Titans who totally collapsed at the end of last season but they had really significant injuries DeAndre Hopkins on the team now adding a weapon for Ryan Tannehill I I do expect run heavy scripts in this game I think the Saints have led you to uh, by the type of talent and the way that they've constructed this team. I think they're going to continue to run the ball quite a bit. We know that's the Titans game. And the New Orleans Saints were under in nine of their last 10 games last year. My angle here is I'm going to take the under. I thought about taking a first half or second half under, but I'm going to just roll with the total here. It's uh, I think they're under 41 today, on, on Sunday. I I agree with you there because I don't think that the, the game itself, the script of it, was going to allow it to be high scoring. But also, let me ask you this question because I have New Orleans high on my team list this year. I have them winning double-digit games, not because I think they're a fantastic football franchise, just a product yeah. of their environment and who they're playing throughout the season. Could we see, like if we have like a headline on Monday morning, same old Derek Carr or ooh, the New Orleans Saints really got themselves a franchise guy, which way are you leaning after this game or what do you think is going to happen? I do not think he'll have the type of performance for for us to talk about the latter, Donnie. I, I don't think he yeah. explodes on the scene. It would be great to see it. They have Chris Olave there. They have amazing weapons. But I just yeah. get the feeling that Dennis Allen and this coaching staff is going to keep it too conservative. I'm a little lower on the Saints than the market is this year. I think the teams like the Falcons and if the Panthers can get their legs under them could challenge the Saints, but I understand why people like them. Their their schedule and their opposing quarterback schedule is cake for uh, relative to many of the other teams. So I understand it, but I'll lean more towards a, a conservative, like, all right, we like Carr in, in week one. Blue had plenty of divisional openers to start us off in the week one Sunday slate, including an NFC West test between the Seahawks and the Rams. We know for L.A., Cooper Cup has already been ruled out of the opener. Los Angeles, a four-point dog on the road in the Pacific Northwest. Blue had only a minute left in this segment. What do you think you learn from this Sunday matchup in Seattle? I think we're going to learn that the Rams have a lot of problems they have currently we all know about the cooper cup injury that's lingering and matt stafford coming back we're going to need to see people like van jefferson and tyler higby be important pass catchers then but on their defense right now they have one player that was a first round draft pick in there too deep that's aaron donald the rest of the guys are late round draft picks and younger players i think they're going to struggle quite a bit my favorite bet on in this game and one of my favorite bets of the weekend is the Seahawks team total over 25 and a half I think they get after it this weekend Mike Blewett we will see you on Sunday for in-game live 4 to 8 p.m. Eastern time live right here on the grid Donnie and I run a little pick six up next our favorite bets of the week one slate on a Sunday stay tuned right here to the early line SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life. Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back 
and the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. A football Friday, a pick six to set up the slate for Sunday, the first full Sunday of this National Football League regular season in 2023. Welcome back to the early line, live right here on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. He is Donnie Wrightside, DRS. I am Ben Stevens, B double S. DRS, speaking of acronyms and three letters, USA goes down in the field. World Cup in 2023. A bit of breaking news as the game just went final. Team USA booked as a 10 and a half point favorite to knock off Germany to advance to the FIBA World Cup final. Will not get to that final. The Germans pull off the upset 113-111. DRS, a tough day for the Americans who were booked as a minus money favorite before the tournament got underway in the 2023 FIBA World Cup. Same feeling as the Women's World Cup here didn't go our way. Neither did basketball. So maybe return the dominance in the next couple weeks, years, whatever it will be. Tough scene there, man. Not supposed to lose the Deutschland there today. Stop it. What's a world champion the world may never know? All right. Into this football Friday, into the pick six we go. DRS, we had some questions yesterday. We need some clarifications. What goes into the pick six for us newcomers here to the yep. early line? You are the steely veteran. You lead us in this. You guide us in our first pick six of the 2023 National Football League season as it pertains to picking games for a Sunday slate. So correct me if I'm wrong, DRS. Not a tummy, mm -hmm. but a pick six. We have a TD scorer. A money line underdog, an under that we like, an alternate line, whether a spread or an alternate prop, a yards prop that tickles our fancy, and a teaser leg for us as well to combine the duo to find some positive value. DRS, all six of those things making up the pick six that sound and look correct to you. It does look. And by the way, a couple different things, too. When you take a look at the teaser, like this is a, a joint like effort here where you're supposed to root each yes. other on. Kevin and I had a lot of success last year in this joint effort here. But I got to tell you, he probably won't admit it. But deep down, you sometimes want to show up on that Monday morning as if you won your end of the teaser sure. and the other guy didn't just for bragging rights. Now, I know it doesn't work, but we had a fantastic season. But every once in a while, like, yeah. hey, man, come on, what are you doing over there with your end of the teaser? So it does get a little bit competitive, but yeah. it's fun to watch it over the weekend. And by the way, last year, I had a ton of success by picking the upsets there with the Moneyline underdogs. It was a lot of fun here, but certainly track these and see how they go on. For week one, it's all up in the air. So a lot of good stuff this weekend for sure. But that's really how it went down a lot of camaraderie here between the boys so yeah. we'll do it we'll do well D drs i think you went on a run where you had like seven straight money line underdogs Why? something yeah. ridiculous in some td yeah. scoring prompts that were hitting at an unreal clip now let me ask in terms of that camaraderie and the rapport mm -hmm. between two co-hosts and trying to root yeah. each other on for that leg of the teaser who do you think between you and old k dubs was rooting for the other one to fail just a little bit more not usually me. I'm a little devious sometimes on that. Get more of a Come kick. On. I'd be like, hey, you lost I, money on that book. Boy, it was it. really worth it because K-Dove lost his end of it here, and you can get back to it. So, yeah, the tummy, hopefully no upset tummies here by the time we end up on Monday morning. All right, good. I'm just, I just wanted to hear it out of your mouth to know what I'm getting myself in store yeah. for. All right, DRS, let's start with the touchdown score of your pick six. Who do you like and why? I'm just going to keep it simple this week also because I'm going to take a look at a game which I think is going to have a lot of scoring and a guy that's going to factor in. Yep. See that? Not too much. You don't have to think too much about it. Austin Eckler, it's not a great price point. It's a minus 155. But if we're taking a look at what he did last year, coming back to this team and how wide open this offense is going to be, which means, Ben, multiple chances in the red zone. Here's what we like about Austin Eckler. Yep. It's not as if you have to be on the one-yard line and you hand it off to him and he scores a touchdown, which he does. 
You're at the eight-yard line, a dump-off man. He scored so many touchdowns just on dump-off passes here. As a running back, that's where you get that double-edged sword. I love the fact that Austin Eckler is going to be on turf in a high-scoring game, what we think is going to be a high-scoring game week one. I'll pay that price at a minus 155. Yeah. Multiple ways to score touchdowns for Eckler. He'll get one this week, and we'll cash in that ticket. It's a good idea, DRS. You correlate the total to what you will find in touchdown scoring yeah. props. 50 and a half is the number between the Bolts and the Dolphins. Miami, a three-point underdog on the road in Los Angeles against the Chargers. Again, it was one of two totals, including last night in Arrowhead, that was north of 50. It is the highest number for the rest of this week one slate on that Sunday. I'm going DRS with a guy that you had in your season-long props yesterday. Ezekiel Elliott, welcome to Foxborough. Zeke to find the end zone, plus 230. Last year, he was stealing tuds from Tony Pollard DRS. 12 rushing scores for Ezekiel Elliott. The year prior in 2021, 10 scores on the ground, two more through the air, 12 total touchdowns at bare minimum each of the past two years. DRS, Zeke has scored double-digit touchdowns in four of his seven years in the National Football League. And Donnie, you made the point yesterday. They didn't sign him just to sit him on the bench and to be a reliable backup for Andre Stevenson. I think he's going to be out there and get his opportunities. Ezekiel Elliott, plus 230 to score. DRS, let's keep the plus money rolling. Who do you like is the money line underdog on the week one Sunday slate? Look, man, let's go to Sunday night football. What a fan. Look, the NFL very rarely misses here, and they certainly didn't miss on opening weekend here. We have back-to-back primetime games in the same stadium, which means the Jets on Monday night football, which is going to be fantastic against the Bills, but also one of those games that always is a lightning rod. The Giants and the Cowboys, big-time rivalry. That's where I'm going. I think the Dallas Cowboys are talented. I think they're going to have a very good football season. But you know what I do think also? The Giants are coached extremely well. Danny Dimes, time to put up or shut up. You got that big money out here. Limit the turnovers in this yep. game. You have extra weapons, including tight end Waller, who should be able to open up that entire offense for a year. Saquon Barkley, happy back in camp and healthy here. I look for a big-time performance of the Giants. Love the three and a half, so why not? There's no way we're going into this game going like we talked about yesterday. Hey, the Lions can't win this game but i think they could cover if you honestly believe a team can win the game you got to give them a chance on the money line that's a plus 152 price the giants with the slight upset over the dallas cowboys on sunday night football up in new york DRS, a ton of divisional matchups in this week one Sunday slate. Seven in total. The Giants, one of the three home underdogs. We talked about that already. As we have home divisional underdogs in a week one matchup since 2009, those home dogs cover a ton. 19 and four against the spread. 16 of the 19 covers an outright victory. There was no better underdog team a year ago than Brian Dable's. Dayball's New York Giants as well. The Giants number against the spread last year as a dog 11-3 ATS. Seven of them outright. DRS, we didn't really get to get into this yesterday with the season-long pick six. I'm not nearly as high on the Falcons as many people are. A win total of eight and a half for Atlanta. The over has the juice. Many people think they will rival the Saints for the top spot in the division. I understand all the talent offensively with the young playmakers. B. John Robinson, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, Cordero Patterson, Tyler Algier. I get it. I have questions with the quarterback delivering the football in Desmond Ritter. And I actually am higher on the Panthers DRS than I think some are. I'm over the Panthers win total of seven and a half this year. I think Bryce Young has a ton of of offensive pieces around him give me Carolina in one of those divisional matchups not as the home underdog but the road underdog DRS going to Atlanta and winning outright plus 166 all right DRS I'm going to go to my under as well it mm -hmm. is one of those divisional games Colts team total under 20 and a half the Colts were tied for the second worst scoring offense in the National Football League all year long last year just 17 points per game on average the Colts went under 20 and a half points in 13 of 17 games a season ago. They host the Jacksonville Jaguars as a four and a half point home underdog on Sunday. DRS, it's a new rookie quarterback in Anthony Richardson. I think some time will be needed to develop into a true starter at this level. He's not going to have Jonathan Taylor alongside him. I think there's a ton of offensive questions under a rookie head coach. Colts team total under 20 and a hook. 
I think it makes some sense, too, because Anthony Richardson is going to make those boom plays where he might even run for a 40-yard touchdown plus in that game. But also, you're going to see a lot of highlights where he misses the open receiver in easy checkdowns here. That's just the maturation process that you're going to get from Anthony Richardson. I like that look because I do think the Jacksonville Jaguars handle the business. My under is actually going to come from the game between the Houston Texans and the Baltimore Ravens. And you say, Donnie, think you're going to have a big offensive output for the Ravens? I do. I'm pegging this game right around 27 to 10. I think Baltimore handles their business, and I think C.J. Stroud going to be a little bit over his head or, you know, I don't want to say he's going to be terrible week one, but if he underperforms, mm. I don't think that's going to be a big surprise for anybody here. I look for them to hopefully late in the game move the football once the Ravens have already put it away. But if we're taking a look at a total that's hovering around 43 and a half, I'm going under. The Ravens are going to score in the high 20s. I just don't think I'm going to get too much out of the Houston Texans. I'll go on the under. Nice performance by Baltimore. Limited offense by Houston. We take care of business here. The largest spread by a pretty good amount, DRS. It's double digits in favor of Baltimore. They're laying 10 at home mm -hmm. against the Texans. The third head coach in as many years for Houston, D'Amico Ryan, should hold on to the position longer than David Culley or Lovey Smith did. But the Texans have been booked as a dog in 33 of their 34 games the last two years. They've been pretty good at covering 16-6-1 against the spread. Alternate line, DRS, I'm going to a prop. Joe Burrow, 275 plus passing yards at plus 134. Not only was he paid and made the richest man in NFL history yesterday, last year in the opener against Steelers, the, a more competitive AFC North rivalry game than we expected. Joe Burrow threw for 338 yards. DRS, the Bengals, only a point and a half favorite on the road in Cleveland on Sunday. I think it's going to be more competitive. I think the Bengals are going to throw Joe Burrow 275 or more in terms of his passing yards prop. It's the alternate passing yards line at plus 135. DRS, where are you looking at that alternate line for Sunday? Yeah, we'll go with the game here. If I'm going to take a look at a line that's sitting around four and a half to five, why not just bump it up a point and a half here and say, okay, if you think Jacksonville is going to win a game against the Colts here, it's probably going to be by a touchdown or more at this point. I am confident that Jacksonville has much better skill positions and should be in a better position to win this football game than the Colts. So if we bump that line up from four and a half to five up to six and a half, that's a plus 126 price. I'll take that Jacksonville wins this game by a touchdown or more at a slightly plus price here for me. All right, my prop, Justin Fields, over 178 and a half. The number is ridiculous. I understand why. Only over four times last year, but one of the overs. His season best last year at home against the Packers, 20 of 25 for 254 yards. DRS, if Justin Fields is going to be the face of the franchise in yeah. Chicago, he has to go over numbers like this, and the numbers cannot remain at 178 and a hook. Over 178 and a half for Justin Fields. It makes absolute sense here because when you take a look at Justin Fields, he actually has weapons this year. There's no excuses. I mean, that's you saw in the preseason, he threw like a couple passes, which ended up in 50 to 60 yard touchdowns. Give you one of those, and you got yeah. this in the back pocket here. Justin Fields should have a pretty good day against Green Bay. I agree with that, Ben. DRS, you're focusing on the commanders for both your prop and your teaser. Yeah. Let's fire, go. Brian Robinson over 16 and a half rushing yards this game. Why? Because by halftime, you should have this in the bag for Washington and be able to run the clock out, which means extra carries for Robinson, which also means the game is in the bag, which means they won that game. My half of the teaser, minus one of the commanders. They handle the Cardinals. Taking it through a couple of key numbers. They're a seven-point favorite down to only one. I'm doing the same DRS with the Steelers. We're going to tease it up to eight and a half. They're a two-and-a-half-point mm -hmm. home dog. We go through three. We go through the other key number of a touchdown at seven. It's a shame that Donnie likes the Steelers because he's got a root against my leg of the teaser. That's what I've learned so <laughs> far in the pick six. We finish it off with a bye-bye-bye best bet on this football Friday, the first of the year on the early line. Up next here on SportsGrid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Every day, our world gets a little more connected. But a little further apart. But then, there are moments that remind us to be more human. 
Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Um. A football Friday to finish our three hours together here on the early line on this Friday. Our first week together on the new the early line as well. I am Ben Stevens. He is Donnie Wrightside. This is the new sports grid app. DRS. The Ultimate Sports Betting Companion app is now available for download. It's called the Sports Grid app. You get it at both the Apple and the Play Store. All of our information and insight, once you scan that QR code on your screen, is now available to you. You need it for football season. Five-star plays, best bets for the entirety of the weekend. College football, the first full Sunday slate of this National Football League season on the horizon, just two days away. So before we bow out for the week, DRS, it was a ton of fun here to start things off. Off on this new edition of the early line we give the people a best bet it is time for bye 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 no rbi props from donnie Wright's side on a football friday drs what do you like for the national football league on sunday Look, it's a, the, one of our favorite parts about the NFL season is the ability to take some props here to the FanDuel Sportsbook. I just told you Justin Herbert's going to have a fantastic year, and it starts on Sunday afternoon against the Miami Dolphins. There's two ways you could play this. His, tip, his price here for over one and a half touchdown passes is a minus 188. Donnie, that's too expensive. I don't want to go with that. That's fine. Let's climb that ladder. Three touchdown passes here for Justin Herbert is a plus 225, and also you can use a 50% profit boost. That bumps it to 338 for three touchdowns. A big Sunday afternoon for Herbert. Let's go three touchdowns at a plus 225 price. 38 and a half the passing attempt prop for Herbert as well. He often clears that number. Yeah. It's also a college football Friday. A big one tonight in Lawrence. Kansas hosts Illinois. The Jayhawks a three and a half point favorite. I would lay it with the return of Jalen Daniels at the quarterback spot for KU. Two tomorrow. Nebraska money line plus 114 in Boulder. Alabama is going to hammer Texas. Lay the seven with the Crimson Tide. That does it for the early line on this football Football Friday, DRS, our first week together. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll talk on Monday at 8 a.m. Eastern here on Sports Grid. Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.